Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I receive the honor of welcoming on Pauline Goosens. Pauline is a hormone cycle expert, and she specializes in helping women understand their cycles, balance their hormones, and get rid of PMS and period pains. Throughout this episode, we dive into all of the phases that we as women experience throughout the month, and we really dive into the menstrual cycle, learning about our hormones, learning about PMS and period pains, and what these things mean. I have learned so much from recording this episode with Pauline today, and I hope that each of you can learn so much as well. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Good morning, Pauline. It is afternoon for me, but good morning to you. So grateful to have you on the space today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having me, Bella. It's so beautiful and trippy, the time difference that I'm winding down and getting ready for bed after this podcast and you're just waking up and starting your day. (laughs) Yep, having my cacao and (laughs) yeah, it's a beautiful sunny morning, so it's a perfect day. In Bali, right? Yeah. So beautiful. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to just start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the work that you do as a hormone cycle expert and yeah, all the things about helping women understand their bodies and just all the work that you're doing for Divine Feminine. Yeah. Um, So I guess I always, since a very young age, I always wanted to become a healer of some sort. Like, I just remember thinking, wow, I want to be a doctor because they must be the healthiest people. Mm-hmm. So that was the the route that I took. If they're If they're teaching about health, then they must be healthy, right? Mm. Um, and then, so I did, I did, uh, pre-med and I did, and then I went into medical school and the first few classes, I don't know, it just, it just didn't make sense to me how the students, the medical students, we were all so stressed out. I was barely sleeping. And, um, and then what we were learning about in class was what pharmaceutical drug to give. Mm. And so at that point I was like, but why do they have diabetes? Why do they have, you know, I was the one asking questions on mm. what's the root cause. <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't want to answer that question. And so I was just like, I'm out. I'm like, so I, I quit the, quit the Western medicine route, let's say. And um, I went traveling and, and as well, I was put on birth control at the age of 15 because I had really, really bad cramps for like two weeks. I had my period as well for two weeks. It was just, I remember thinking, I don't want to live half my life bleeding and in pain. So I was put on the pill and yeah, for 10, 11 years, I was taking birth control. And since I was traveling a lot, I was changing a lot of different pills and just really, really doing my mind and body harm that I didn't realize until afterwards, of course. But finally, I, I did decide to come off birth control. And I went through, ooh, I went through hell and back. It was a year, a year of depression, and I lost half my hair. And I had no idea what was going on. One day I was super happy. The next day I was just completely devastated, doing the things that I love, being with the people I love. And I would just cry out of just no reason. And I had no idea why. So finally I had a friend tell me like, Pauline, you know, we have these hormone cycles and, you know, they they change our emotions and things like that. And I was like, what? How did I take four years of anatomy and physiology, organic chemistry, biology, like all the things that we are supposed to learn about, you know, we learn about hormones, but just on a cellular level of like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, if this person has insulin resistance and things like that, but how does that actually affect us on a day-to-day life? We never learn about. So I was completely in awe with and amazed by what hormones are and like how they affect us on a daily basis. And the medical student in me just came back out. And since then, so since 
five years, I've just been passionately researching about hormones. Um, and finally, I got to a point where a lot of my friends um, told me, like, Pauline, you can't just keep this all to yourself. You need to you need to put this out into the world. Later to find out that most research was done on men. Ninety five percent of research was done on men and almost, yeah, the rest barely on women. And so all the research that I'm doing is is going out to. Well, brings me to the work that I do now, and that's teaching women how to balance their hormones naturally through nutrition, through movement, knowing um, exercises for the cycle, and through mindset for the cycle as well. Thank you for sharing. I <laughs> am so grateful that your journey brought you to where you are <laughs> to find me because, wow, just just what medicine it has been to stumble across your page somehow and connect on the social media realm and to just feel so inspired to want to learn more about my body. And when I purchased your ebook, which we'll talk more about and share at the end of the episode, but um, when I was diving into it and taking all these notes, I was just going through each of the cycles, like the menstruation and then follicular and then ovulation and luteal and going through these phases and writing down all these incredible knowledge that you offer on them and thinking to myself, what if this was the way that I learned about my body when I was in the sixth grade and they put me in that sex ed, scary, weird, you know, room where we like, we watched a video about our bodies and then we had complete strangers to teach us about our bodies. And even the way that they were teaching us was just like so over my head at that time. It was something that I couldn't even really fully process of what even is a period until I got one and I was like, oh, okay, this is like they, what they educated us with did not scratch the surface for me understanding at that age what it truly was. And to not have a mother who was super open about sharing and talking about those things, we as women, a lot of the times just kind of have to learn about it ourselves. And so we develop all of these things along the way that we think are quote unquote normal that are really not. And now I feel like I'm, you know, 15 years old again, learning about my body. And it's just like, freeing my inner child to finally feeling like I'm, I'm worthy of knowing about my body. I'm, I'm deserving of understanding my cycles and knowing that they do fluctuate and that I'm not like my, my male partner. And that's beautiful in its own way. So when you and I connected, I just knew immediately. I was like, we need a whole podcast for this, maybe even two, because <laughs> we're going there. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's incredible how this isn't taught when we're young. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's insane. It's seriously the how to, <laughs> how to understand life and how to, like, understand your mind and body, because it's the one thing that you have. And so mm -hmm. why, you know, why are we learning? I mean, yes, I think it is great to learn about math. Math is the language of the universe. But, um, you know, things that are a little bit more palpable or more like personal of how what's going on in our minds and bodies because yeah we're going to spend the rest of our lives wondering what we're doing and why we're doing it <laughs> yeah exactly and and on that note can you explain to our listeners let's just start with what are hormones what does that even mean and how can we begin to understand what that means yeah um, great question, because <laughs> hormones we all know is like, oh, she's hormonal, or teenage kids, they're so hormonal, and it's like, what does that even mean, you know, does that, and it, I feel like it's kind of co or connected to the term crazy, and crazy is really when we're not understanding what's going on, and, um, but yeah, so anyways, hormones <laughs> are... <laughs> They are the chemical messengers between the mind and the body. So they are what connects what we're thinking and how we're feeling um, in our body. Uh, they are, yeah, little, little things that are made in our brain or all over our bodies even. Um, and they are 
telling our organs to do certain actions. So for example, a car is going to come towards you and you're going to be like, you're go you, your brain is going to give you a signal to your adrenals to produce adrenaline and cortisol. Um, adrenaline is like that. It puts you in fight or flight mode and then cortisol is stress. Um, so it brings all of your blood circulation out to your muscles so that you can like run away quicker. And mm -hmm. so that's what a hormone does for us. And it also creates our, um, well, it affects six vital systems, our brain, your brain, your metabolism, your immune system, your gut microbiome, your stress response system, and your sexual reproductive system. So mm -hmm. hormones affect everything literally everything and so whenever i hear someone say like well i don't know if it's hormonal like i'm having these issues i don't know if it's hormonal it's always hormonal because it just it, hormones are always affected and then they're going to affect other, all other aspects of your life as well so wow that's how does that answer it <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and so kind of rolling into our next question is I guess we can dive into how these hormones shift and change and kind of affect us differently throughout the month and as a woman throughout our phases and the different cycles that we experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, women, we do have these four phases of a hormone cycle and they are the same as the moon. We're very much in tune with nature. We are nature. And this is something that I very much need or to always teach in my work is that we are nature and we are so connected to nature. There's no difference between, or how is it that all plants and animals are affected by the sun and the moon and we're not, you know? So I feel, and there's so too often of times I've read scientific research articles that say we have no correlation or no connection with the moon. And I'm just like, come on guys, <laughs> how disconnected have we gotten? It's insane. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we have women. We have a very big connection to the moon, and you'll see that a lot of women will bleed either at the full moon, the new moon, and sometimes we're in transition between the two. And men, they are in tune mostly with the solar cycle, so they have a twenty-four hour hormone cycle. Um, yeah, today we'll talk about the the woman's cycle. So we basically we start the day one of your bleed as the day one of your entire cycle. So I'm gonna say the word cycle as the entire month long versus just the, the period um, that many women will use that term, let's say. So it doesn't start when you're, you're spotting, but really that first day of your bleed is the first day of your period. Um, menstruation is when your hormones are the lowest out of any other time of the cycle. So the two main hormones that are in the in the women's cycle are um, estrogen and progesterone. So estrogen is that hormone that really makes us social and um, extroverted and makes us smarter and stronger and prettier. Like this hormone is the the single like out. I'm dating and then yeah kind of hormone. <laughs> um, and then progesterone, on the other hand, is a very sedating hormone. And that will be the one that comes at the, the latter half or the second half of the cycle. So starting with menstruation, all of these hormones are down. It is when we have the lowest amount of energy. And it's kind of like a mini death. So basically, our bodies are here just to reproduce and to um, survive you know, it's, it's fight or flight or rest and digest mode. It's very much our bodies are here as a vessel to, to survive and reproduce, just like the nature is like plants are just trying to reproduce and survive as well and animals. Um, so yeah, menstruation is that, that mini death. It's that moment in the cycle where we've just tried to have a baby for the entire month long and then, oh no, we didn't get pregnant. So I'm going to shed the lining and start all over again. Um, our, menstru our menstruation is so beautiful. It's really a time of like vulnerability and surrendering. And uh, it's, I feel high, I feel sedated. I feel um, it's, it's a really relaxing time of the month. It can be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> I'll teach you guys how to, how to get there. Because um, it definitely wasn't that way when I was younger as well. And um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, 
a very beautiful time to to honor as well of just like yeah your womb just lost what it worked all month long to mm. to try to grow and it, it didn't um so then we get into the follicular phase so all of a sudden as you've probably noticed the moment you stop um bleeding then then you have so much more energy and this is thanks to estrogen so estrogen it makes your like i mentioned earlier it makes your brain smarter it makes your bones strengthen it makes your muscles um strengthen and recover more quickly it makes your immune system stronger it makes you extroverted it's up as or up until you reach ovulation which is about two weeks after you started your period ovulation is like the vital sign that you're healthy it's like that okay i'm i'm fertile that's the moment and so this follicular phase is that inner spring you can think of menstruation as your inner winter follicular is your inner spring and then your ovulation is your inner summer but yeah this inner spring moment is really this like inner growth mm -hmm. and so everything is becoming stronger and um and you're a lot more you're thinking in the future, your emotions are becoming a lot more positive. And it's just, it's, it's really a time of, yeah, going ahead and planning. And as you approach ovulation, it's like, okay, well, who's going to be my mate? That's what your hormones are thinking. They're making you social and extroverted so that you go out and meet people and like exchange bacteria so that you build your immune system and, you know, all those things. So then we reach ovulation. Ovulation, like I mentioned, is like that time to shine. It's the vital sign that you are healthy. It's like, okay, I am a blooming flower. Be come impregnate me and bring me to like, you know, <laughs> like that's that's really the time. It's when your face is most symmetrical, your boobs are perkier, um, your voice is more feminine. Like, wow, it's just really that that moment of of brightness and abundance, and it's another like time of full presence um i mentioned in the follicular phase you're thinking in the future and in the menstruation phase it's very present but yeah in the ovulation phase it's also very present and you're like wow i'm on top of the world this is a beautiful moment and um it is a time that we do tend to interrupt others a bit more um, because we just all want all the attention on us and we're wearing red more often we're wearing lipstick and lipstick's a funny story too it's back in the day like it's how women would show that they are fertile because it's when our upper lips are red and um like you know bright it's also when our lower lips are like red and, and bright and full so that's how we it's so, it's so funny. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> what a fun fact. <laughs> right? Um, and we do, we do tend to wear more like makeup and like just dress ourselves up. We're feeling beautiful. And so we're just, we tend to spend more money on things um, that are beautifying ourselves during our follicular and ovulation phases. It's, mm -hmm. it's insane how subconscious our hormones are controlling us. It's really what drives mm -hmm. us, our everyday decisions and our emotions. So finally, we get into the, the luteal phase. So right after ovulation, and this is a key thing that I want all my listeners to learn as well, is that there is the post-ovulation dip into the luteal phase. And this I can specifically remember when I was going through depression after coming off birth control was like, why was I so happy yesterday and today I'm completely devastated? Like it's it doesn't make sense like why this insane mood swing and it's it helped me so much understand that right after these like two three days of ovulation of this like high that estrogen just takes a dip and then those two three days of estrogen dip are okay it's okay it's just a transition into a new season so now we enter the the introverted phase, the luteal phase, which is the inner autumn or inner fall. And your hormones, basically, when ovulation happens, the egg gets released in hopes that I got pregnant. And then progesterone will be made. And progesterone is the hormone that's sedating, it's calming, which you might be like, what? I always feel irritable before my period. <laughs> like, the progesterone is, it is <laughs> a sedating and calming hormone. Trust me. <laughs> 
um, but it's we can make more progesterone so, and um, so progesterone means to progestate which means to carry or then induce the carrying of a child so that's what progesterone is like it's creating the nest in your womb for the egg to get implanted and and because of that so now our hormones think we're pregnant for about two weeks after ovulation and before your period this naturally raises stress to allow more awareness more sensitivity because imagine like you're driving around and you're being more cautious because you potentially are holding a baby and this just raises your your mom mode basically of like okay i'm gonna drive slower um if i'm gonna have people over i'm just gonna make it my close friends and family because they're the ones who would support me within a pregnancy and i don't want a stranger touching my pillow because they can have germs so you can notice that these little like tendencies of maybe someone wanting to touch your pillow and you getting irritated by that that's just your hormones it's not something that you can you should take like personally and like just being creating that awareness helps so much lower and relieve stress um yeah so i would say those are the the main four phases mm. of your hormone cycle but you can really really enjoy your luteal phase it's a very creative time um, a very intuitive time and a very relaxing time if you do make the time to be with yourself and to enjoy your your moments to yourself mm. yeah I love all of that and I love that you shared <laughs> the mood dip and just how going through these phases and and learning about them for me personally in my journey has helped like you said just create so much more awareness and compassion with myself and not being so hard on my spell on myself especially as someone who really strives to take my self-love and self-care time very seriously and you know quote-unquote spiritual or doing the work or healing you know i tend to get in these phases before which i didn't understand and have these crazy hormone dips and swings and you know suddenly get frustrated with a partner or with someone and then thinking like immediately after like I probably shouldn't have said that or probably and you know thinking to myself like am I bipolar what you know what is going on thinking that it's something more serious wrong with me and automatically putting myself in this box of like crazy or you know I, I get psycho around my moon cycle and changing this verbiage around the way that we've been taught to view our bodies and view this time of month and the way that I feel I learned from watching you know growing up and watching society view women's cycles is that you know the cycle is something to dread it's something that everybody apparently hates and that boys think it's gross they don't want to be around me I'm crazy around you know and I never understood why 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 do I get this way I just knew that that's what it was and that's the way that society views it and to have so much compassion for that version of me that believed that as truth as such a young girl at such a crucial time when I should be learning these things about my body and just having so much unconditional love for her as I begin to peel back these layers and truly educate myself it feels so rewarding to be taking these steps to better understand ourselves and yeah I just think that mainly it's brought me a lot of compassion and ever since I've been diving into the phases and especially ever since I found your page it's so beautiful to take these phases more seriously and when I'm in my luteal phase I'm taking baths every night like I'm being super extra about <laughs> I'm self-massaging every day like I, I won't work and I'm fine with not working you know I like I kind of release that attachment to productivity and versus when I'm in my um, follicular and ovulation phase I feel that boost of energy like I'm re-motivated and I'm inspired to work and I Kind of have this drive of like i want to get up and get things done and so having respect for where i'm at in my cycle and just holding space for whatever that brings at that time i love that you're really living in flow with your cycle and it's really honoring yourself mm -hmm. and 
I totally agree. It brings so much compassion to yourself and to other people too. Mm-hmm. Like now you understand half the world. Yeah. And so <laughs> you don't, you never, you don't take things personally anymore or, mm. you know, because what one woman is going through in that phase of her cycle is going to be like, okay, she's just going through her journey on that, that one day of her cycle and she'll be completely different and in two weeks time or like in one week or you know or a few days like yeah it's, yeah it's so true uh it's so beautiful and even um before moving on just touching on the our moon cycles and our periods or whatever you choose to call it and really coming home to our bodies in that way and just changing our relationship with this blood and not being so afraid of it and so carrying so many heavy emotions around it and you know even today when you know I use my blood as face mask or I paint with it or I garden with it you know I still get those people that are like you're absolutely psychotic and I I love that I love to trigger that thought process in people because it's like why who said I we were never allowed to share this part of our bodies and if we go back in ancient, ancient times, this blood was always seen as sacred and as ritualistic. And it was a, such something that was so deeply incorporated with the earth and with the women. And we've kind of lost touch with it over this course of time. And I feel like we as women are rising and we are starting to discover how sacred it is and how just potent and also scary it feels to put our blood on our face. I mean, this is something that I've been taught to see as disgusting my entire life. So can you can imagine like the first time I put it on my face, like the transformation that it unfolds within my being of like, whoa, can I let go of that attachment of all those things that I've been told that this is and really allow myself to like fully receive in this moment what it means to me and what it feels like it means to me. And yeah, so I just encourage any listeners out there to to take that step to get to know your body and to get to know your blood. And it's worth the time. Completely. I'm there with blood <laughs> on my face. I put on my any like scars that I have. I put it in the plants. I, yes. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna waste this down the drain. Like this is such potent medicine. Mm-hmm. And yeah I mean menstrual blood is full of stem cells so Mm -hmm. it was about to create and grow a baby like that is powerful blood it's not the Mm -hmm. same blood as if you were to have a paper cut and you are bleeding from like you know your finger or something it's not it's completely different it it has this um this power to it that's why plants grow so well with it that's why our faces feel so good after Mm -hmm. you know rinsing off your face um and it's, yeah, it's truly a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And even here in, in Bali, they say, um, remember I said like, oh, you feel so vulnerable when you're on your period. And it's here in Bali, they, we aren't allowed to go to a temple if we're bleeding. Mm. And that's to protect us because we are most um, open to spirits entering our bodies because we are most vulnerable. So it's really a form of protection. Wow. Sometimes these stories get changed into like, oh, men don't allow us and things like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I've spoken to a few munkus um, or like the high priests here. And they said, no, it's because they, women, it's when women are most vulnerable. And yeah, you can like, your our hormones are the lowest. We are the most um, sensitive then. So mm-hmm. it's a time for us to be in our red tent and to be supporting mm-hmm. our sisters and yeah. And just one more thing that I found super interesting about the word taboo. The mm-hmm. word taboo, you know, we don't talk about that 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 thing. And so that word taboo comes from a South Pacific island and they used the word from the word tapu and it mean it meant that the the women would go together and do the sacred um ceremony around their bleed and that was called tapu. And so it became like taboo and it's, oh, we, we aren't supposed to talk about it because they're having their moment um, together in their ceremony, their secret ceremony and things like that. So I found that super interesting. Oh, mind blown. Right? 
<laughs> completely mind blown. I'm learning so many fun little facts today. Lots of big facts. As well. <laughs> okay. Well, leading into our next question. Um, I know that especially for me as a woman who is learning about her body in a partnership with a male, I kind of go through these ebbs and flows with him where I'm still in the process of understanding my body. So I'm not at the point yet where I can fully explain what I'm going through to him in a way that is digestible to a male's brain. <laughs> so I really wanted to talk about in this episode because I feel like I have some sisters out there that can definitely relate to any advice or information that you can share around mindfully just educating and giving our partners insight about our cycles and kind of helping them understand our phases and how our emotions or hormones can fluctuate throughout these phases? Yeah, for sure. It's such a good question. Um, and I've had even plenty of men ask me like, Pauline, <laughs> what are women doing? <laughs> Help. <laughs> so basically, I think communication is key, obviously, of just letting your partner know, like, and track your cycle together, especially if you're in a, a relationship or even a friendship, like, tell them, oh, I'm on the, I'm, I just started bleeding. I just started my period. And then sometimes they would be like, ah, oh, like, okay, should I, should I leave you then? <laughs> it's like, no, just support me. <laughs> give me give me chocolate it has high magnesium no processed sugar but you know make sure it's more cacao and like dark chocolate um and then that's how that that's how you can support me <laughs> um but yeah it's it's really talking it's communicating of just like hey i'm on my period now um and then being like okay this now that I'm done with my period, like for the next 10 days, I'm going to be in my extroverted phase and, and I will be like adventurous or want to go out and like do stuff. So maybe if we, you want to like plan dates, it's during this time to like go out on a hike or go out to a restaurant versus eating in. And so you can really like plan your love life around your cycle. Um, because men, they, they can do the same thing every single day. They're fine. Like they have a 24 hour hormone cycle. It's us that go through these, these changes. And so knowing that, um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows that we're more sensitive during our periods, but there's, um, but then afterwards it's like, yeah, the social socializing, wanting to socialize and, um, letting your partner know that you want to go out and meet people or, you know, do activities that are more social and then um it's also a time in the follicular phase when we feel more fear because our mindset is in the future we're thinking about the future of like well what's going to happen if i if i don't do this or if i don't do that so if you ever so you can also tell him like yeah my my mindset's in the future if you're feeling fear then it's i'm not saying to necessarily um definitely don't suppress your emotions like when you know that fear is a common pattern of um of the follicular phase but it's something to just be aware of like okay these hormones my hormones are exaggerating the um the that feeling then in the ovulation phase like give me all the attention you know and maybe he might get jealous that you're so beautiful and all the attentions on you and things like that and um so that's also a time to just be aware of and also just to prevent or plan a pregnancy ovulation is that one day that one moment where the egg gets released and that we can fall pregnant but sperm can also live inside of you or inside of us for five days up to five days so there's this window between about day nine of our cycle and day let's say 19 ah uh, yes 17 ish just to be safe um about 10 days that you just want to like either try to get pregnant or not try to get pregnant it depends which one you want to do <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um 
but it's yeah um then after that like it it's really about the woman also knowing her own body and being able to communicate but after that once we ovulate letting him know that you're in your introverted phase and that your hormones think you're pregnant just treat me as if i'm a pregnant woman in a way like and how do you do that is you like okay well let's do things that are stress relieving let's do yoga class together let's cook and let's cook in together you know let's cook at home let's um and and even then like when a man feels like the woman's a little bit irritable irritable like that's and that's for us as well as women to say like hey i need space right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just go in separate rooms and just have some alone time to like journal or do whatever you want honestly Mm-hmm. Right, our your brain is more our brains are more um creative before periods. So it's really a time of introversion. Um and we really want from a man like to be supportive and secure and that father figure. Um so that's how you can really like support each other and and understand each other's feelings and emotions and also know that like if an argument does happen, like always look at where she is in her cycle and if mm-hmm. and also in the luteal phase um the feelings of shame guilt and jealousy come up more often so if any of those come up you can know that it's just your hormones trying to either make you survive or make you reproduce like it's just a survival method these emotions mm-hmm. um if if and when they do come up during that time so yeah wow. it's super interesting i'm actually having a um a workshop for how how to help men understand women um on february 10th so next week next thursday is uh is that because men are like help <laughs> i love that what an amazing offering i'll i'll be sure to put that link in the description for the listeners that get to this before february 10th um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i love that you made that note of the days that we are most fertile because i feel i have a lot of women who are taking that step of discovering what the pill does to our body. And I was one as well as you who is on the pill since about the age of 15 and I was on it for five years. And, you know, I have, I have shared my story and my experiences around being on that. And therefore I have women reaching out to me wanting to take that step to get off of the pill, but they're not necessarily ready to get pregnant. And so one thing that I always try to share is that, tracking cycles and learning about your cycles is the most natural and effective way that there is, is learning those days when we're most fertile and communicating those days with our partner and being extra, you know, mindful or extra protective around the certain days if we are sexually active. And I think that that's really beautiful to be able to learn about our bodies and be able to be so in sync with it that we can prevent pregnancy if that's something that you want to do naturally and we really don't have to take these hormonal altering substances that destroy our bodies um and the other thing that came up for me when you were sharing that was i have this one dear sister who inspires me so much and she tracks her cycles as well and she actually has a whiteboard in her house um that is right as soon as you walk in that she writes down what phase she's in Um, So that way her partner always knows and she always has it right there on the whiteboard. So everybody that walks in the door just already knows what phase she's in. It's just like ovulating as soon as you walk in. I'm like, great. I love it. And it's so funny because when I first saw that, I was like, wow, that's, that's that's really interesting. Like that, that conditioned part of you is like, that's kind of personal that you put that out there. But now that we're having, you know, the more I learn about my body and the more that we have these conversations, I'm like, that is a fantastic idea. I need to broadcast it, <laughs> which phase I'm in and when. <laughs> Completely. I have I have the whiteboard as well. <laughs> I love everyone. it. That is a life hack. <laughs> it is. Everyone here. But that's, a, it's, it's become, obviously, I mean, I work in this now, but it's just become such a part of my, of my existence and, mm-hmm. and topic of conversation. It's like, people are like, how are you? And I'm like, well, I'm on day five now and you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling like the energy's coming and I love that. And yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. People do think it's personal and it's like, well, yeah, it's personal, but you should know where I am in my cycle too. I mean, not that 
if it interests you at all i mean but um it explains so much because we aren't the same every single day it just explains and once you do learn about your cycle it's like wow everything makes sense yeah and then you feel so zoom like Mm -hmm. in alignment and in flow and and you're like oh that's why i'm not as hungry that's why i'm more hungry before my period like and mm-hmm. you know because a lot of women will come to me and they're like I feel so guilt I feel so bad I feel so guilty that I'm eating so much before my period and then and then after my period I'm like oh I need a I need a workout and I need to do this and it's creating this anxiety of just like why am I having so much like so many digestion fluctuations or emotional fluctuations and it's they think it's something wrong with them mm-hmm. but it's it's not we just need to understand and then it's oh, how can I nourish my body more? Like, mm-hmm. and how can I relieve the stress and relieve the anxiety just by understanding the cycle? It's, it helps immensely in all ways. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I love it. And yeah. I love just changing like that simple verbiage of like, it really is that shift of like changing your relationship of versus like, oh, I shouldn't eat much during this time or like being hard on yourself and having those feelings of judgment and shame and versus mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm in this phase and I can, I can eat a little bit more in this phase because I know when ovulation comes around, I'm going to be doing hit workouts every day <laughs> like, and, you yeah. know, being a little bit more active. And it is mm-hmm. so beautiful because once I did dive into each of the phases a little bit more, um, yeah, just reflecting on my month and it's honestly just been like a whole awakening for me. And that's the only word that I can really put it to describe it because it's like everything just clicks and it kind of all starts to make sense of why, you know, I used to think that I was just bipolar when, you know, I have one day where I'm super introverted and the next day where I want to go out and be everybody's best friend. And now I'm just realizing that it's just the fluctuation of my body and yeah, just coming into tune with so much more acceptance and it feels invigorating to be rediscovering myself in this way and to feel like I can continue this journey and only continue to learn more and show up and serve myself in more nourishing ways. Completely. And when you more, when you nourish yourself more, you're able to nourish like those around around you more as well. Mm -hmm. You fill up your cup and you can give more and it's, yeah, you're creating because optimal health for women is optimal fertility and for men it's just like fertility is just who we are it's our natural state mm-hmm. and so even if you're planning on having a child or not like optimizing your fertility is the best thing mm-hmm. one of the best things you can do for yourself because it's just promoting your natural self mm-hmm. and yeah i know that for many of us women we have been conditioned to view PMS and period pains and cramps and all those fluctuations of emotions to be normal. And I would love for us to kind of debunk this and for you to share your thoughts around ways that we can balance um, our hormones just to experience less period pains and PMS. Mm-hmm. So good. Um... Yeah, PMS and period pains are not normal, but they are very common. And yeah, women, we were not born to live in pain. The fact that we, that you and I and and all of us really grew up in a society where blood was gross. um, Oh no, I just started my period. Now I'm doomed for the rest of my life to have this bleed every single month and to be in pain and to be annoyed and blah, 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 all these things. And then, and yeah, it's just, what kind of society did we grow up in to have that burden on us and to, wow, finally like emerge. And like you said, awakening, it's such a big awakening to realize, oh, wow, I don't have to be a victim of this pain. I don't have to suffer every month. I can enjoy and love every single phase of my cycle and and love my bleed and really be in the present moment with every phase is just incredible. And so, yeah, PMS and painful periods, like those are your body 
screaming at you to take care of yourself. It's a signal. It's a sign like, hey, I don't feel good, but we're here on this earth to feel good. We're here to enjoy the moment. And it's hard to enjoy the moment when we're constantly in pain or irritated or having acne or bloating all the time or um, cramping and like, yeah, all of these are hormonal imbalances, even depression, anxiety, like too much stress, that's a hormonal imbalance. So um, you can naturally balance your hormones with three simple things, which are moving with your cycle, eating with your cycle, and um, just thinking for your cycle, you know, doing things that your, your mind wants you to do. For example, like in the follicular phase, <clears throat> your mind is easily thinking in the future. So do things like planning ahead, mind mapping, scheduling. Um, you're, you're naturally extroverted. So go out and meet people. Like this is the time to be networking, things like that. Um, and well, first of all, I'll start, I'll start with the, the period. Since the first day of the cycle, what you can do, you're losing mainly um, iron, magnesium, and zinc. So you want to replenish with food that has iron, magnesium, and zinc. Um, and I like to say those like nutrients just because everyone has a different diet. So either you eat meat or you don't like, you know, just get whatever source of iron, magnesium, and zinc. Um, change and trying to eat as natural as possible. Again, we are natural beings. And whenever we add like more synthetic things and like any, these are hormone disruptors, any toxic chemicals, um, you know, just make sure your soaps are natural, your dish soap, your laundry soap, like all of these things can be changed to being natural. It's so much better for your health. Um, because again, like the more you're surrounding yourself with these like synthetic materials, the more you're throwing off your hormones and then that's affecting your brain, your metabolism, your emotions, like literally everything. Um, so um, in the menstruation, like it's again, when your hormones are the lowest, yeah, and just eat really nourishing foods. It's your inner winter. Think like warm, cozy, nourishing foods full of iron, magnesium, and zinc. Do some yin yoga, some stretches, like really do relaxing things. Um, and then when we enter the follicular phase, this is the growth phase, it's the gut healing phase. So you can eat like fermented foods. Um, also, omega threes are really helpful for like the 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 maturity of the of the egg, maturing the egg. Um, and so the I like to say like a Mediterranean style diet, like lightly sautéed vegetables and what you can eat every single day of the month as well are broccoli cooked and um, and avocado. But most of the cycle, you want to eat cooked foods. I find a lot of like. Um, I have a lot of clients that are raw vegan and it's, it's a bit difficult for the hormones to handle uh, raw foods and, um, and just not getting the, the nutrients that we do get from, from animals, but you can supplement, of course. Um, so DIM and omega-3s are what you want to either supplement with or get from your food. I always like to get it from my food naturally first. And then if you don't get it from your food, then you can supplement. Um, and then during ovulation is when your digestion, when everything, your immune system, everything's working best during ovulation. So this is when we're less hungry. The closer you get to ovulation, the less hungry you are because your body is focusing fully on becoming pregnant. And like, so, so everything else is working perfectly so that you can focus on finding your mate. Um, and that follicular phase, like up until ovulation, this is when your muscle growth is happening, like muscle recovery is quicker, like this is the time for growth. So this is the time to do a cardio or high intensity workout, you know, put an extra, extra weight on your workouts at the gym or, um, you know, it's the time to be adventurous and to try, just give a little bit more energy and effort into your, your strengthening. Um, and then, yeah, when we're ovulating, we're the least hungry. So just, you can eat less calories. You can do like a salad during this time. Your digestion is working so well that you can like eat salads and raw food if you want. Um, and it's really good to be eating phytoestrogens. So these are plant-based estrogens. And what that happens, they are a weaker form of estrogen, but they take the same spot in the receptor of the, the estrogen receptor. So 
a lot of the times when we feel PMS um, or period pains is because we're making too much estrogen. We have so much, so many xenoestrogens, these fake estrogens in our water or because like whenever a woman's on birth control too, that doesn't get filtered and that's in our water system. So if you're drinking your water like from your tap and, and from the city or whatever, it has a lot of hormones from people <laughs> in, in the water system. Um, so get some filtered water and um yeah it's so we have a we need to be detoxing excess estrogen basically so our we have highest estrogen during ovulation we want to be eating um things like soy and make sure it's non-gmo and organic um soy is tends to be one of the most gmo'd foods out there and that always is covered in pesticides and those ruin your gut um among the earth as well <laughs> soil and everything um so <laughs> this is, i just want to put in this little word too but the biggest pharmaceutical company owns the biggest so bayer one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies owns uh, monsanto the biggest pesticide company as well and so it's like why is the company that's health like related quote unquote health related with all the pills and stuff, owning the pesticide company that makes us sick so that we go to the pharmaceutical company. It's, it's really a, a great business scam. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so try, try to eat non-GMO, no pesticides as much as possible. I know it can be a little bit more expensive, but it's so worth it when you are helping your health so much boosting your immune system and believing that your body is adaptable and can change and but yeah so eating those phytoestrogens and even seeds like um, sunflower seeds pumpkin seeds you can even do seed cycling where you eat certain seeds at different times of the cycle those will help detox excess estrogen um, and then you get into the luteal phase so this is the time when we do need to eat two to three hundred more calories and how to make that um that progesterone, that sedating hormone that I was talking about earlier, you can make more, you can make your luteal phase more relaxing and more calming and, and manageable when you're making more progesterone. And how you make more progesterone is eating healthy fats and slow burning carbs. So that's pumpkin, sweet potato, think of it as your inner autumn. So that's, think of like autumn-like foods and like curries, things with a lot of spice, like warming spices, ginger and cinnamon. If you're having um, kind of lighter bleeds, you can have cinnamon and that brings on a, a like brighter red bleed as well. Um, it brings more circulation, these warming spices. And you're really wanting to do, focus on exercises or movements that are relaxing. So not doing cardio, not doing high intensity workout, because when you're doing these things that they put you in higher stress, your body in higher stress, and that's actually making your body hold on to more fat. And so you're doing the opposite of like, oh, I, you know, I'm working out every single day so that I can lose weight and tone up and do these things. But when you're over exercising in your luteal phase, you're doing the opposite and you're adding more stress to your body and throwing your hormones completely out of balance and storing more fat. It's, in, yeah, it's crazy. I was mind blown when I, uh, when I discovered that I was reading that, um, Mm -hmm. in your ebook and I was just like wow that is that is mind-boggling it's also beautiful how intuitively my body kind of knows like even if I wanted to if I did work out in the luteal phase it's more so because my mind is pushing me with that judgment that shame and that guilt of overeating or you know, feeling like I haven't exercised all week and now I'm about to start my moon cycle and I know I'm not going to want to exercise then so that was really interesting and finally like a final surrender of like, okay, guilt-free, no exercise for the luteal phase and the menstruation. So for that solid two weeks, that was really beautiful to discover. Yeah, for sure. And it, and I'm not saying to like not, um, not move. Like we definitely need to be moving mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. you know, circulating energy and things like that. But um, yeah, don't over-exercise for sure. Like that's your, you're causing havoc to your hormones when you overexercise, and like you said you know it brings it's mostly our mind and we do need to calm our mind and especially in our societies like 
we want to be moving around and doing things. And this is why yoga is so, so good because you're moving your body. It's relaxing. You go into this meditative state and um, yeah, it's, it's really, that's how you can, you can really get less painful, like less and less painful periods and um, yeah, completely getting rid of, of PMS. Like it's insane. Some, it's yeah, it's mind blowing, really. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a woman join into my program um, that hasn't even started yet, but I just gave her like just one quick call and like my ebook as well, and I was like, hey, reach out if you need, um, if you need anything between now and the program starting at the end of February, and she just sent me a message this morning saying, oh my god, I just got my period, and it's the first time I'm I already ever that I haven't had tender breasts and and period cramps. And she only started applying this like literally in her luteal phase. Like she just joined in, joined on like 10 days ago and already was just wow. helping. So it really works. And it's not my protocol. It's just, I'm just following what, how women are programmed. Mm-hmm. It's so <laughs> true. It really is because just in the past week, since we kind of planned this podcast, obviously I like to dive into my guests and what they offer. And I just love you and everything that you share in general anyways. But <laughs> I, when I dove into this ebook, it, it truly has just been so nourishing and to be in my luteal phase and to really fully feel like I'm at this point where I understand what that means. And so I'm taking more baths and last night I had curry and I'm drinking, making raw cacao at night and then doing my yin yoga after I eat with like a full belly and just doing some slow, gentle movements. And not watching any TV or being on my phone, you know, just like really taking that time to go inward and have this information, this knowledge as an affirmation that, okay, this is the time that I should be resting. And like, I'm not wrong for not working or not being super overproductive. And I can release that and let my mind just relax and just, just be, be okay with being. Completely. You're such a good woman. Thank you for helping me and just for just for the work that you're doing for Divine Feminine. It truly is like, it's magical. And I'm, I'm grateful to have found you t- in this moment in my life to be able to be a better woman myself and to show up better for myself. It feels amazing. Mm, completely. Oh, thanks. I'm honored. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. I also had a personal question with um, mm-hmm. some of you're just sharing, especially when it comes to diet, I've heard you use the term seed cycling. And I've heard the term used before. I've had a few sisters who have mentioned it to me, but um, I actually don't know that much about it. And if you don't mind, I'd love for you to just share your experience with that and how, how that helps during, I actually don't really know that much about it. Yeah, for sure. So seed cycling is basically taking seeds at different times of your cycle to help Um, balance your hormones. So seeds are phytoestrogens. Again, they're that plant-based estrogen that go into the same estrogen receptor as our natural estrogen, but they're a weaker form of estrogen. Um, So it helps detox any excess estrogen. And that's what excess estrogen is, tends to be most of the time the case of, um, or the cause of PMS and um, period pains. But so you can think of it in the Follicular phase is going to be um, pumpkin and flax seeds. So mm. our hormones are made of fats. These sex hormones are made of fats. So we want healthy fats. So pumpkin and flax seeds have flax seeds have omega threes in them too, and that's why we take them in the follicular phase. So they really help um, with balancing estrogen in the follicular phase. And then sunflower and sesame seeds are really good for the luteal phase. Um, and same thing, they have their specific kind of fat that help with the progesterone making and balancing out hormones in the luteal phase. Um, I don't really like taking phytoestrogens personally in the menstrual phase because already our hormones are at their lowest. So I don't want to block my receptors with, um, soy beans or, um, other phytoestrogen seeds or too many of them at least. If I'm going to have, um, I like lentils on my bleed because lentils mm. are full of iron. Mm. Um, but 
either I'm not wanting to overdo it with like yeah soy and mm. lentils and seeds for example um but yeah our hormones are the lowest during the menstrual phase so I don't recommend necessarily taking doing too many phytoestrogens during menstruation because I want my own natural estrogen to start producing itself um but yeah seed cycling is amazing first step to to balancing your hormones and um on that note as well is uh getting rid of the white diet so dairy Mm -hmm. processed sugar and flour flour um a big one is because well a lot of people have gluten sensitivity but it's also wheat is so gmo'd and full of pesticides as well so that processed flour is just a no-go um then sugar processed sugar is also like poison um it really causes a lot of inflammation so if you're going to do sugar just do honey um Mm. and then if um the other one sugar flour and dairy dairy it tends to be full of hormones and antibacterials and um the a1 casein uh compound that people can't digest as well either so if you really want to like yeah balance your hormones those those are really good things to do um is to get rid of the white diet and to start seed cycling to start improve improving your hormones giving them the good fat amazing thank you so much for sharing sister seriously so grateful to have you on the space and before we hop off i'd love for you to share any offerings that you have that you'd like to share with our listeners in the upcoming courses of course all of the links to your amazing offerings will be in the description part of this podcast but just so they can have a little bit more deets on all the beautiful things that you offer Mm -hmm. thank you first of all for having me and um yeah so i mentioned earlier um any women if you want your man to to understand you better and how to support you best um, I'm having a workshop on how to help men understand women on February 10th. Um, and then if you can't make it live, the recording will, there will be a recording. Um, and then other than that, I do three month online programs. So it takes three months to balance your hormones, specifically progesterone. Um, and so that's why I make it three months, but also so that we can, you know, create the awareness and integrate and, create a strong community of women. So this uh, three-month program is called Balance Your Cycle. It starts on February 22nd in the U.S. Um, so zero two twenty two twenty twenty two, 2022 <laughs> And then um, in Bali, it'll be the 23rd. But um, that starts then. And yeah, you'll learn the first month is all about how to treat hormonal imbalances, how to live with your cycle. And then we go into deeper things of like, uh, inner child, like what are the triggers that are causing you stress and how do we relieve stress and how to deal with emotions. And, um, yeah, the last group was such a huge success and they wanted it to be a whole year long, um, program, (laughs) but, um, yeah, they're just going to be three months long for now. So that starts at the end of February. So if any of you are interested in that and really having an awakening, a life transformation of living in tune with your cycle. This is, this is for you for sure. Amazing. And just to add on to that, if you're just diving into hormone cycle awareness, diving into your cycles, your ebook will also be in the description part. And I highly recommend that just for like kind of scratching the surface level of kind of getting to know your body. I mean, it's really not even the surface level. I mean, you go really deep into what to eat and to be aware of and the best time to do this and how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's a really good place for women trying to dive into their bodies to to start. So all of that amazingness will be in the description part of this podcast. And thank you again, Pauline, for being here and blessing us with your knowledge and for all of the medicine that you're offering for Divine Feminine. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah. Thank you to all you beautiful ladies for listening as well. And that is a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. 
Wow, I'm still just buzzing off of all of the incredible knowledge that was shared here today on this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget, you can head to the description part of this podcast to check out all of Pauline's amazing offerings and continue to dive deep into this work with her. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review. It really helps spread the word about this podcast and all of the incredible medicine that we're sharing here. Thank you. I love you. And I will see you on the next episode.